Hello and welcome to Weekly Weird News. I'm Ben, and as always, I'm hanging out with Mike. Hello. Claire. Hey. And Pete. Hello. And this week, we bring to you the finest in the world of the weird that we found on the internet this week. This is our spin-off show to Quit of the Bull in the Post-Truth Apocalypse, and we bring you the maddest stuff we can find in a one after the other easy-to-follow format. How the fuck does Finest and Yuri Geller get into the uh, same? <laughs> your mate, then. I know, and I found this article, Mike. I'm not happy with myself, but I just want to mock Yuri Geller again. I just want to say you can follow us on Facebook at Cut the Bull in the Post Truth Apocalypse. YouTube is Apocalypse Bull. And SoundCloud and most of the podcasting platforms are Cutting to the Bull in the PTA. Right, let's start with Yuri Geller. My mate Yuri Geller, if you're a long time listener, you'll know that me and Yuri Geller don't get on. Because <laughs> he's full of shit. He was not a CIS yet, he just knows how to bend spoons, and it's a simple magic trick that anyone can learn. How was that? <laughs> so, Yuri Geller to quote, penetrate the sacred part of King Charles's coronation with quote, inner mind. You want Yuri Geller to penetrate invited. you, don't you? I don't want Yuri Geller to penetrate me. <laughs> I guess he hasn't been invited then, has he? <laughs> no, of course he hasn't. <laughs> so that's why he's got to penetrate him with his inner mind. <laughs> why couldn't he, in this, if he's that good, why couldn't he just possess somebody? So King Charles's coronation could be meddled with by spoon-bending sensation Yuri Geller, who promised to penetrate the May 6th occasion, using his inner mind to wreak havoc on an ancient spoon. Oh, my. He wishes he could penetrate King Charles. <laughs> I'm not much of a royalist, right? But a long time ago, I did swear an oath to serve the royal family as, as, a, as a service person. So I'd throw myself in front of Charles if I could kill Yuri Geller. <laughs> what do you reckon? So you you take a bullet for Charles, basically. I, I, if it I, gave you the chance to... If he was here again, he was going to use that spoon to stab him in some way, then I'd definitely throw myself in front of it and turn the spoon back on you because he's a lot older than me and I can overpower him. Go and say, <laughs> I'm going to cut your heart out with a spoon! <laughs> That's it. Why a spoon? Because it's going to hurt more, you idiot. It's blunt. <laughs> door, you twit. It'll hurt Something more. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. The illusionist and infamous spoonbender has said that it is amazing that the centre of the coronation is a lowly spoon. And Yuri may wreak havoc on the big day, which he won't. Yuri has since said that his fans can penetrate the screen. King Charles will be behind during his anointment and cause a bit of coronation chaos by bending the sacred spoon. He has since given instructions to those at home hoping to bend the spoon and has promised to help remote viewers on the big day. I don't know what the spoon's got to do with that, actually. So basically, there's a, there's a spoon, I'm guessing, that's part of the... There uh, isn't, is there? There's, there's part of, Maybe like, the, the hand, royal regalia. Uh, is there a spoon in his hand? Is that a spoon? That's a sword. Oh. <laughs> that's a fucking big spoon. <laughs> you only get a sharp spoon in his hand. I suppose it's a big, it's a big butter knife, maybe, if we're going down the cutlery route. Maybe it's obviously. So we need to find this spoon and watch it. Well, we will see. It, if, if you're watching the coronation, or as are we doing, watching the match of the day version, just the highlights, <laughs> then there should be a spoon involved at some point. We're going to look out and see if it bends. 
If it bends, Yuri, I take it all back. You, you, oh. you will be the number wow. one fan. There's some stakes, big stakes here. If that spoon visibly just droops in half, right, just flops right down during that, at that when it's presented to him in some whatever weird way, then all right, I'll go. You know what, Yuri? You might be onto something. Maybe you were a CIS. Maybe you are psychic. Oh. As, but on the flip side, if it doesn't happen, then I get to call Yuri Geno a lying twat forever and ever and ever. And we all agree that he has no powers. How's that? That's basically what you're doing already, so <laughs> <laughs> nothing will change. <laughs> yeah, but we'll all, con- we'll all confirm it. We'll all confirm it. We'll all be in, we'll all be in unison for once that Yuri Geno is a charlatan. Yeah. What if there is no spoon? Oh, that's what you did. I could imagine if Yuri Geller was in the Matrix. <laughs> As the Oracle. <laughs> I can imagine with him little beady fucking black sunglasses on. Like. Morpheus. Well, dressed yeah. in leather. Yeah. You imagine. <laughs> I'm picturing it. It was weird how everyone in the Matrix was dressed in leather all the time, wasn't it? Well, they just wanted to look super cool. Yeah, it? but it makes you stand out a bit in the 20th century, doesn't it? That's the 1999 was the Matrix, one of the peak of human civilization in those movies. And like, when you go back into the Matrix, you just like, you're not like just strutting around in like a hoodie and joggers, trying to blend in. Nah, nah, you're in full leather, strutting around. Obviously, I'd be in full denim. I'd leave you to the agents. <laughs> Denim jacket, jeans, denim waistcoat, denim jacket, denim shirt, denim trench coat, denim cap. I'd leave you for the agents. And denim fingers gloves. Oh no, blue suede shoes just to finish it. Oh no, there's agents here. I just decap Mike and we all leave. Bang, bang. Oh no, how awful! Mike can't leave. Mike, we can't take you with you. It's the burden. Now. Ironically, I've been protected by the layers of denim. <laughs> <laughs> denim doesn't stop bullets. Just <laughs> when it, when it hits the socks, that's yeah. underneath the jeans. Just when it's about four layers. <laughs> four layers of denim makes it bulletproof. <laughs> then why haven't you shared that information with the rest of us? I, I've tried to, but you just poo pooed me every turn. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the coronation. I want to see King Arthur turn up and fight Charles with a sword. <laughs> Come back from the dead. He's the once and future king. Apparently. Mm, so nice. I think maybe this is his time to turn up. <laughs> Dispute Charles's claim to the throne, and they have to fight down the aisles of Westminster Abbey with swords. That'd be good. I'd watch that. I'd watch the hell out of that. <laughs> Move on. Man going bald gets fridge tattooed on his head. Fringe. Oh, yes. Man going bald. Yeah, it's not, not like fridge. <laughs> <laughs> 
Man going bald gets fringe tattooed on his head and then sees himself for first time. God, it looks awful. <laughs> <laughs> looks like a kid's drawn it on with <laughs> fucking marker pen. Yeah, listen, go and check this out. It's on ladbible.com. <laughs> it looks like them minge fringes from back in the day where you had the shaved head and just the fringe. Yeah. yeah, it does. You've permanently got that. But it's just blocks of... It's like five blocks of... Uh, just five blocks of black ink on the on his forehead. Gianluca, 26, was unhappy with his receding hairline and wanted to do something about it. Rather than follicular unit strip surgery, the preferred choice for those with a spare bit of cash, he went for an equally extreme approach. He visited his local tattoo parlour, Gypsy G Tattoo and Piercing, in Fondi, Italy, to seek the help of artist Maria Gina Alta Belly asking if she could tattoo a fringe onto his forehead. Fuck he it. should have maybe got a second opinion. Yeah. She should have said no, shouldn't she? Maria 30 was shocked when Gianluca made the unexpected request and even more surprised when she finished the job and was impressed with her work. <laughs> <laughs> she recorded the process of tattooing Gianluca's head with a fringe design with footage showing the gradual move from receding to full hairline. She hasn't even filled in the corners! Oh my god, it's awful. The artist then shows him the finished design in the mirror with Gianluca appearing to start crying and then smirking. Obviously, I, Maria said, obviously I was sceptical when he asked me for that tattoo, but in the end I'm very happy with the work. Is she? <laughs> Well, I'm not going to go to a tattoo part after seeing that. Are you? She's quite cute, but I'm not going to ask for fringes to be <laughs> the fringe to be done. Then again, what could you really? She could have filled it in better. It looks like the Ultimate Warrior's mask, just on his forehead and all in black. It looks like the bat symbol in his head. It does. <laughs> she hasn't even filled in the corners where his hair is receding even further, presumably. And the pain. I'd imagine that's mm. quite painful. Yeah. It's like a manga type fringe, isn't it? What? It looks. Is he cry? Is he? Is it? Is it real? There you go. That's what you got to look at. It doesn't look real, does it? I don't see any redness no. around it at all. If it was real, you can see in the video she is tattooing him. Mm. That could easily be a right. Yeah. Know. Could easily be fake. That could easily just be drawn on. And then is he crying because it's so horrific? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, ridiculous, isn't it? Right. Man killed by cow after it was hit by train and flung 100 feet while it, he was urinating. <sighs> Fuck it There's a lot to unpack here. Uh... Right. Another man narrowly escapes the projectile cow. So, a man who was urinating next to a train track was killed after he was hit by a part of a cow which had collided with the train. 82-year-old Shivadal Sharma died Who? in Shiv. Shiv Dayal? or Shivadal Sharma <laughs> died in... Don't worry, Claire. You say it how you want to say it. <laughs> instantly in a freak accident which occurred on Wednesday the 19th of April. Wow. Oh, bless him. That's a shit way to go, innit? Yeah. Cow coming at you. <laughs> Imagine that. Part of a cow. Yeah. He'd had good innings at least. It wasn't a young man or anything. You know what I mean? He's 82, so. So the. 
<laughs> the Van Day Bar Express train had hit a group of cows which had made their way onto the line. What? Didn't the driver think to stop? They're doing 100 miles an hour, apparently. Uh, well, this was in Rashkjan in India. India de- Today reports that a portion of one of the cows... Oh, my God. ...hit Chevaldi at 30 metres away whilst he was relieving himself. Oh. How good is that? Yep. Yeah. there you are. Oh, having a piss up the railway. Next thing you know... Half a cow just smacks you in the back. He's a retired electrician. You'd think he'd know more to piss on the tracks, wouldn't you? I'd imagine that I'm bringing a diesel at that Hello. point. Yeah. Left us, I think uh, this is out. If cows are wandering around, this is a very much a countryside railway line, so I don't think there'd be electric uh, cables up for it. not. Goes on to say, well, the train didn't get much damage to it after colliding with the cattle. Hmm. Oh, good for that. I'd imagine it's got a cow catcher on it. <laughs> They're doing 100 miles an hour, these trains. Maybe they should put some sort of like foam. Better than our trains, aren't they? Fences would be a good idea. Or well, fences, yeah. But, you know, maybe they can't afford the fences, and that's why. So it's a bit of barbed wire up along the, along the track, is it? There's cables going to be trying Shotguns, around. that's the answer. What, loaded shotguns permanently all the time on tripwires? No, yeah. I think a foam bumper on the front of the train. What's that going to do at 100 <laughs> miles an hour? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, man, he's going to soak up the blood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you fiend. Bang, smite the way of it. Boom. You vampire. More innocent bystanders will be killed by flying fucking cows. I thought cows were... been given extra bounce. Aren't cows sacred in India? Yeah. Not if they walk on train tracks at all. Yeah. <laughs> that there is God's mm. will, I guess. At that point. Poor cows. Oh, not the poor guy that got hit by the cows. Poor cows. Oh, poor. Poor you know, guy as well. Yeah. Poor fucker. Poor bastard. What an undignified way to go. Mm. Eighty-two years old. Probably been out of the beer. As <laughs> <laughs> a piss up the train track on the way home. Next thing you know, half a cow smashing the back of the head. You fall down onto your face. You're still pissing, so that all goes under you. Your back's broken. Your ribs are gone. <laughs> and then you shit. And then you sh- and then you empty your bowels. <laughs> so you're covered in piss and shit and a dead cow. Yeah, you're not gonna care. You're gonna be dead. Yeah, but they're gonna find you like that, aren't they? That's a- yeah. We don't know who he is at first. He's got been- nothing left of his face. Can't have been nice for his mate. He was with him. Yeah, it'll be the one that found him, isn't it? Well, it nearly killed him. It missed him and hit the other guy. Of all the ways I want to go, yeah. that's not one of them. <laughs> Imagine saying that, like, you know, how did he die? At the, at the funeral, <laughs> Got hit by a cow. He's <laughs> 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 having a piss. Didn't he move out the way? <laughs> oh, <laughs> fucking hell. Oh, dear. dear. <laughs> oh, God. Taken out by a joint of beef. <laughs> He's, yeah, but it's like beef that's like its internal organs are just spilling out over mm. you as well. It's an utterly horrible way to die. Oh, oh fucking hell. Much, he's sat there fucking thinking that I'm crazy. Yes, he's <laughs> sat I can see, I can see it like <laughs> working. <constant>. Yeah. <laughs> Worms crave junk food after consuming cannabis, study suggests. Yeah. Oh, shit. That's hilarious. Well, 
Tell me something I didn't know. Let's feed them a bit of cannabis and then put them next to some good old uh, rotting veg. Or put them next to some... A Snickers. A Snickers bar, yeah, Snickers. and they're, they're all over the Snickers. <laughs> yeah, worms soaked in cannabinoid found to have stronger preference than usual for higher calorie foods. That's great, but I'm reading this. <laughs> it's not just humans who get the munchies. Worms also display the same craving for their favourite snacks after consuming cannabis, new researchers found. In the study published by in the journal Current Biology, researchers managed to stimulate worms by getting stoned by soaking them in cannabinoid. It's not known whether the worms got high, but they did display a stronger preference for high-calorie foods, just as humans crave junk food after taking cannabis. The findings suggest that cannabis can interfere with an important mechanism that helps regulate appetite. Isn't that something they just could have asked somebody? Yeah. What after worms? After a J. Yeah. Exactly. There we go. I won't ask any stoner. Just go down the streets and so you smell some weed and go and say, "Do you get hungry when you have that?" Just go to any petrol station at midnight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Observe them. This guy could have been like curing cancer. Instead, he's getting worm stoned. They're going, hmm, they do like higher calorie food. I mean, come on. Oh, could have told him that. He's obviously looking at other species that it affects. Yes. It's and not just is... us, it gives the munchies, basically. Yeah. Who cares if worms get high and get the munchies? <laughs> I, there's, there's more important things to be looking at. Well, this guy clearly cares. Well, this guy's an idiot. <laughs> I wonder how much he's getting paid. Exactly. Could have told him this. But what if he starts upping it now and next he does, like, lizards? I know dogs get the munchies. They do. Because one of my old dogs ate a little bit of weed many, 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 many years ago. If, if my mum and dad ever listened to this, don't worry, it wasn't one of your dogs. Honestly. <laughs> um, well, it ate a tiny little bit of weed and poor little thing hit, found it hid behind the chair and he was all shaking and that, didn't know what the fuck was going on. Then he was sick and he slept for hours and hours and hours. Like, did I kill him? And okay. then when he woke up, he fucking had the munchies, went straight over to his bowl, scoffed all of his dinner, and then he was just like pestering me for food. <laughs> Funny as fuck. My last dog blew after a particularly heavy poker night one evening. Obviously, he was kind of stuck in there with us. He, he could have gone in the front room, but he chose not to. <laughs> and at the end of the night, it was all over. He, he kind of looked at me as a model to the door, like, and I let him down the steps. He sat there. And he, he's like leaning, and then he's like, <laughs> he threw a whitey, basically. Oh. And then he slept like the rest of the night, and that was it. It was, was yeah, he got the passive got to him a little bit, I think. Poor thing. I know he's a good lad. He used to always nip Mike's chair. It was Ace. He would he had a thing for sitting on chairs as a tangent, and he would like whenever, especially Mike went to the bog. Blue would get up and sit on his chair like Papa Prude, like. <laughs> you tried budging him when you get yeah. back? Try budging a nine stone rotty off your chair. <laughs> it ain't easy. Well, apparently, Ben, this has profound implications for human health. Does it? Right, yeah. okay, that's fantastic. What can it help us with? One of the authors said the fact that the human cannabinoid receptor gene is functional in C. elegans food choice experiments 
sets the stage for rapid and inexpensive screening for drugs that target a wide variety of proteins involved in cannabinoid signaling and metabolism with profound implications for human health. Oh, quite frankly, I still think they're talking in their ass. <laughs> I mean, they could have been doing something so much more important. Just ask any stoner if weed gives you the munchies. There you go, boom, problem done. No, but instead of using humans to test them, they can test on the worms now, see if these drugs do what they want them to do, I guess. Well, so they're going to make you get crave oatmeal into the pizza when you eat high. Genetically modify the weed. What's oatmeal? Porridge. Oh, you meant porridge. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Either way, I think it's ridiculous. I could have told them this in the start, and they could have done something better with their time. All right, moving on then. Man captured injured seagull in alleyway and pleasured himself Fuck over me. it. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. What's this country coming to? I don't know. Is that him? Yep. This is in the Metro, which is the... the for anyone who's not in the UK, you get this on the bus and on the train. It's like a national newspaper. So technically, it's this. This happened, I argue. Yep. A man has admitted causing unnecessary suffering to a seagull after he captured it and pleasured himself while watching porn on his phone. At least he wasn't wanking like because of the seagull. He kicked it afterwards. Oh man, he's a cunt. David Lee carried out the bewildering attack in alleyway in Sunderland in what was described as one of the most unusual cases ever seen. The 40-year-old of Roker Avenue pleaded guilty to carrying out a sexual act involving a herring gull at South Tyneside Magistrates Court yesterday. It's classified as an offence under the Animal Welfare Act 2006. Isn't it fascinating that in the law statute for that, like, the Animal Welfare Act 2006, no wanking over gulls. I don't I think, think it says he's that. Over the goal, mate. Well, he is technically, he's but he's watching the, the porn too. The I think he's fucking the goal. He was watching porn. No, keep reading. All oh, right. CCTV footage shown in court showed Lee kneeling down with a bird between his legs in a narrow passageway near Gladstone Street at around one a.m. <laughs> I bet it was a narrow passageway. Uh, <laughs> he was then seen pulling his pants off and appearing to masturbate with the bird close to his groin area while watching pornography on his phone. The defendant then kicked the bird away and walked off. Fucking hell. Uh, I, th- I, th- I think he was trying to fuck one of the poor I don't birds know. holes. I think he was just masturbating over it. Tickling his willy. He was rubbing itself again. I think he was Balls. masturbating with the bird, if that makes sense. Mm. It's all, it's all sorts of wrong. It's hurting my brain. The second piece of footage sees a defendant chasing the same bird down the road. Give me it, another chance. And in the third, <laughs> in the I third, didn't mean to hurt you. Come back. In the third piece of footage, the defendant has a different bird in his hand. It's a smaller one. Oh, so he's only got a fucking cheat on it. How the fuck is this guy catching birds <laughs> like this, man? The guy seems like a, actually a bit of a genius. Because birds are really, 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 really hard to catch. Well, maybe he's got the reflexes of a fucking kung fu master. Mm. Annalisa Moscadini, defending... Said Lee had some history of mental health issues and can't explain his actions. No oh, shit. She told magistrate she is seeking a psychi- psychiatric report for Lee following the incident in August last year. One of the most unusual mm. cases ever. Yeah, you know what? That's one of the 
that might be the weirdest news story I've heard originating from the shores of Britain than I've ever listened to, to be fair. Yeah, if it was America, yeah. that's like... Uh, yeah, Florida, man. Yeah, I can understand it. Happens every day. In Britain, it's like, wow, got a bird fucker. So a Royal Marine, finally, he breaks marathon record with a fridge on his back. A refrigerator. Big What's old, big old refrigerator. <laughs> so what he was doing, he was doing this to show, to signify the weight carried with mental health, basically. So he, he, he put this great fridge on his back. Corporal Sam Hammond, age 30, completed this 26.2 mile route with the appliance dubbed Frigid Jones, yeah, very good, on his back on Sunday in four hours and 52 fair minutes. Play. And you know what? That's That'd be faster than me without the fridge. I know, That's man. good going, that. The Royal Navy said he beat the previous world record by 57 minutes. The record attempt will now be verified by Guinness World Records. The Cornwall-based Marine was raising money for the Armed Forces charity SSAFA. I have no idea what that stands for. It's one of the mental health, right. PTSD kind yeah, of... Yeah, I was guessing that, but I don't know what it stood for. Yeah, it's why I'm assuming, anyway, it's a mental health organising thing. The fridge weighed 26.3 kilograms. So that's actually about his Bergen weight, then. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah 25 kg Bergen, yeah, usually. Yeah. But... I still had a fucking impressive time running it. Extremely uncomfortable. Yeah. The size and that as well, things like that. Make, mm. make oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, not taking it away from him. Just, you know, running it with a Bergen on, he's still done it a lot faster than I would have. Yeah, yeah. Even so, at my peak, which I'm... Which I'm no longer at. He said he started off really well on on the London run, although he ended up accidentally running too fast for the first 15 miles and Cramp became my enemy in the 21st mile, he says. The battle got tough, a mixture of walking and running saw me struggle to the finish. Yeah, he had been able to train with weight at the distance. He'd been unable. Sorry, he had been unable to train with weight at the distance and so had never actually run 26 miles before he started the marathon. Fair play. It was discipline rather than motivation that got me through. At no point did I think about ditching the fridge. I am elated, I have done it. Yeah, yeah fair play to him. He raised uh, 4,700 pounds. Yeah, 4,700 quid, not bad. Probably, I'd imagine with the profile he's been given, on, I have seen him on the news as well, like BBC News and that, so I would hope he probably that's raised a little bit. Yeah. Oh, fair play. I could have done it. Ah, fuck that. No. Like, yeah, like you said, even doing a marathon in just under Talk five enough. hours with nothing on you, Jesus, that, not a chance. You see them like 92 year olds that run it, mm. you're like, fuck that. But then you see these 30 year old fitness freaks that run it and have heart attack and die. Yeah. That's why I say fuck that. I'd be the slowest one ever to do it because I'd stop at every pub along the route <laughs> and then get so far, crash over a hotel, wake up the next morning, go and have breakfast and carry on along the pubs. And 17 months and three weeks <laughs> later, 20, 20, 24 minutes and 13 seconds, Ben completed his marathon. <laughs> I just don't see the need to run around central London when there's a fairly efficient public transport service. I don't know, have you been on that recently? It's still fairly efficient. 
You're never waiting long for a bus in no, London it's or like a train or something or a tram or it's a tram. It's like being in a big giant a sardine can though. Rather that than run twenty six miles. Yeah. I don't think they were running to work. I don't know. <laughs> oh, no, he's mouthing just, you know, running, running as a hobby baffles me. Just, mm. I've never been a runner. I'm not a runner. I never have been. Believe it or not. I hate running too. Yeah. Never been a fan. No, never been built for it. I just can't be arsed. I've always been too, like, oh, fuck that. Yeah. I was running that far. Because I could do it, because I used to have to do it, but... Give I me a football enjoyed. and I'll run all day. You don't even run with a ball at your feet. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather just fucking. I'd rather go for a long swim or. I don't know. Have a wank. <laughs> <laughs> a 26 mile wank. Yeah, man. <laughs> and I'll, on that I'll, note. I'll have a wank for 4 hours and 57 minutes. <laughs> Stamina wank. <laughs> and on that note, on that, on that bombshell. Let's end the show. I've been Ben. Thank you very much for listening. And oh shit, me. <laughs> you're a Gary, you're a twat. Oh, I nearly forgot it. <laughs> Let's see my... if that spoon bends. Yeah. Let's see if it bends. Discredit him forever. I've been Mike. Thanks for listening. Peace out. May the force be with you. I've been Claire. Don't pee on the train tracks or near the train tracks. Especially in India. Vulnerable. If you're a listener in Bengaluru, I'm worried about you. You eliminate anything, you're vulnerable. Yeah. I've been Pete. Keep fucking doing the marathons with the fridges on your back. Corporal Hammond. Hammond. Corporal Hammond. Yep. Better play. <laughs>